y'all. Pink Lady here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This is part four of Podcasting is the New Kink, where I am sharing my client list. I am sharing the people who inspire me to start this podcasting journey. I am sharing all about my podcasting journey. And I'm so excited because today I have the Erin Pride And I'm so excited to talk to her. Erin Pride is like the person who introduced me to the podcasting world. She allowed me to flex my creative muscles when I was like dying to do that. And she's like just the best. She inspires me. She motivates me. She's the shit, y'all. Erin, tell the people about you. Hi, I'm just over here. Did you? I, were you looking at me? I was grinning because you're my baby. One of my babies up here doing it, and I'm smiling. And you know you're one of my babies because you call me Erin Pride. My name is Erin Pompa now. You know Paul's going to get up in here like, you better you better flaunt your name. No, but Jasmine, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for bringing me on the podcast today. Of course, of course. Like I said before, you like literally started me on this podcasting journey. So if you've listened to part one, no, when did I talk about it? Part three of podcasting is a new kink. I talked about my podcasting journey. I'll drop the episode in the show notes. I talked about how I was feeling super like bored with my life and just miserable because I was not flexing my creative muscles. I wasn't doing anything creative. I was just working a nine to five job that I hated. And I reached out to you, Erin. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you did a live on Facebook and Mm -hmm. you were talking about like taking a leap and leaning into things you're curious about and things like that. And I was just like, I need to talk to you because I just feel like you are going to put me on some path. Like you have something to say to me and we need to talk. So uh, we went to, we met at Rosa Parks mm-hmm. where we met <laughs> to begin with, right? Yeah. We met there and we sat down and we talked and that conversation ended with you asking me to be your podcast producer. Yeah. And I just want to like, where was your mind when you were thinking about this and we were talking because I had never worked with podcasts before. You and I had a professional relationship. We had a personal and professional relationship mm-hmm. because I stage managed your shows. Mm-hmm. But what what the heck was going on with your mind? Because where did that come from? <laughs> so first of all, you bring back that Facebook comp, that Facebook Live I did and it like gave me clarity in this moment. So thank you. Like my message has always been the same. And sometimes I think in life we try to do what we think it, the message should be or take the path we think it should be. But you just reminded me like, no, Erin, that's the message you always go back to. And I'm a firm believer in following your curiosity that's going to lead to magic even before I could articulate what that meant. So for me, what came up is like you... Jasmine was one of my students, not my student directly, because I ran a high school dance program, but Jasmine was in the theater program and she like I would only let her produce my shows because she was no nonsense. I trusted her and I am a perfectionist and I needed to know that when I am in the booth calling my show, somebody has it on lock backstage. So I was so sad when Jasmine graduated. But something that I think that has always been in me is to nurture those students who who just reach out and not even say, can I have help? Just energetically reach out. Like that was Mark. That was you. 
it was a whole bunch of students in different ways. So when you came and said, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah. And I was just listening. And then it wasn't that same day. I don't think Jasmine, I think I was sitting at my desk thinking, oh, you need a podcast producer. This is so much. I, and then that conversation we had, I was like, Jasmine. And it was just about timing and you following your curiosity because hadn't we had that conversation, the seed wouldn't have been planted. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't even know that what I was looking for could be possible with you. It was after we had that conversation, I, I was reminded, Jasmine knows how to produce. So she knows how to produce. You know how to produce. Like, don't matter if you put video, radio, show, like if you're good at your craft, you can go between the different kind of genres. So it was just a matter of like, I trust you. You know how to produce. Let's take it and make it into podcasting. I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's figure it out. And I didn't have that barrier of, you know, trusting because I already had a relationship with you and I knew your work ethic. So, yeah. You said so much in there <laughs> and I, I love it. I, I, I do that sometimes. I exaggerate a timeline and whatever's in my head, that's just what it is, right? Mm -hmm. we, that's just what our brains do. That's what right? we do. But thank you for uh, clarifying that. Mm -hmm. um, so number one, you said transferable. Well, you didn't say this, but, but that's, what I meant. that's what came up for me, transferable skills. Um, I think that is very important, especially as a creative. Mm -hmm. I have jobs that are like all over the place and mm -hmm what you said is perfect. I'm a producer. Like I stage managed, I've produced, I've done other creative things, project management, but it all comes down to the same pretty much transferable skills. So I like that you said that. And I think that's another thing too, just about transferable skills. Like so many times people doubt like what they can or can't do, but you have skills that you, you're gifted from your previous experience. It's just sometimes you don't see the pathway or you don't give yourself a chance to see the pathway. You're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I never did that before. OK, but you have done X, Y and Z and it's very similar to this. So give it a chance. Exactly. Putting yourself in the position to succeed. Mm -hmm. I think that's something else that's very important, because like you said, had I not um you know, had I not reached out to you, you would, I probably wouldn't have been in your thought process when you were thinking about hiring a producer. Maybe I would have, maybe I wouldn't have. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, the fact that I did reach out to you definitely put me in your thought process. So I think it's very important for us to like, sometimes we don't know what we want because that was me going into it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any expectations of what I wanted. I just knew like I needed to talk to you. Something in me was just like, I need to talk to Erin. Mm -hmm. So following that, following your curiosity comes back to that. Well, I think then there's two parts to what you said, right? There's following your curiosity for your benefit, but then you followed your curiosity for my benefit. Sometimes we only see it like as a us thing and really following our curiosity is an of service thing. Mm -hmm. When we cut ourselves off, we cut ourselves off from like a service now you're making me think like service isn't always like I'm going to go volunteer or I'm going to go be of service. Sometimes service is just saying, oh, let me make that phone call. They have been on my mind and you never know where it's going to lead or let me actually apply for that job. Like it could be anything. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Um, so something you talk about a lot is nurturing your students. And mm -hmm. I just talk about that more. Why is that so important to you? It wasn't when I started. Um, I was 
went to college for dance. I, you know, did the New York, we're close to New York growing up, you know, we grew up in Patterson. So my goal was to be in New York city auditioning. And it was like, everybody was auditioning for Broadway. And I was like, this ain't it for me. Like Broadway is not it. Like it just didn't make me feel connected or feel like it was my place. So I started concert dancing, but I wasn't making a lot of money. And my parents said, we're sick of supporting you. Get a job. I was like, me? Teach kids? I Like, I took pedagogy classes in undergrad. And I was like, I hate this. I never want to teach anybody. So again, my parents' curiosity and desire for me to get up off of their their wallets, um, the dance teacher at Rosa Parks left. And they're like, go. And I'm like, fine. And I fell in love. I didn't know, Jasmine. I didn't know I would love kids. I didn't know that I would love beyond the classroom. Like we put on some great events, Silk City Arts Festival. We did some cool stuff, you know? And I I had no idea that I would love that. And I had no idea that I would love my students. I love my students. Now, all of them were not pleasant, but majority of the time, but there are those that imprinted on me and changed me as a person and developed me as a person. And I, because remember, I'm 42 years old now. I was started teaching when I was 24. I think I had you guys when I was like 20 something years old. I didn't know who I was. So I was learning who I was through you. And I was able to connect with you because I wasn't so far off in age. And I just fell in love with that. And that's in everything that I do. Like I love the youth. I never knew it. I love young people because I think sometimes people speak to young people from like an authoritative or educational place and not like just human to human. And I see that missing so much. And I have a gift to connect human to human with young people and I'm gonna use it because I think I have it for a reason. You absolutely do. Uh, That is the one thing that absolutely stands out about you compared to all the rest of my other teachers that I had at that time. You you there was just a connection there first of all you cared about me and like what was going on in my life you stopped to ask <laughs> like nobody else asked maybe somebody else asked in a like nosy way right like mm-hmm. i just want to know what's going on what's that what's the gossip right but like you actually cared enough to like really okay jazz what's going on no you deeper let's go deeper because that's <laughs> not it like and and that as your student as somebody who worked for for you and with you it was the same it wasn't different at all so you just had that gift I agree um and that's so funny to me that you have that story because I feel similarly with working with the youth now that is definitely something that I desire to do. I love working with these kids and I never thought I would like it. I was like running away from mm-hmm. anything like that. And yeah. Isn't I it crazy? It. Like I get it. It's yeah. like, what? You want me where? Yeah. To do what? And I want to do it? Like, what is this? It's like, who is this person? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's really crazy. Exactly. I'll take it even a level further for myself because, you know, teaching in Patterson where I grew up was the only, was my first time full-time job and my really in my first full-time teaching. And now I teach to a lot of different or speak to a lot of different cultures and backgrounds. But I will say my home is with black and brown students. Like that's where I feel connected. 
And I never even thought that that would be the trajectory or where I felt connected, but that is what I naturally feel a soul to soul connection with. Yeah. I love that. I think it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Dance Balls podcast. Oh my gosh. That was your baby. That was my stepchild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think we made some magic there. Talk about why you started the Dance Boss Podcast. Well, I remember I went to, I dropped, okay, so I went to a master's program. This is in the time where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I dropped out of two master's programs. I did get one master's. So there were a total of three master's programs that I attempted. I finished one, y'all, though. So this one specifically was to get my MFA in dance because I was like, oh, okay, like I got to teach on a college level dance. That has to be my goal. I went the whole year. I hated it, whatever. But the one thing I did get, I saw a post from a former classmate and she was like, I'm on so-and-so podcast. Listen, I had never listened to a podcast before. So I tune in and I'm like, it's a dance podcast. And this Laura, this woman, Lauren Ritchie is speaking about dance and just interviewing. And I'm like, I could do that. Like, I like to talk, like, what's up? So then my mind started to go crazy and I didn't even know what it was. I remember first I had interviewed, I had asked people like this fitness trainer I like to be on. So it was slow. I'm sharing that because for my podcast, it was like the spark of wanting to do it. And then like a lot of confusion on what to do. And then just baby steps to clarity. I don't remember how I landed on dance. Then the name dance boss just came to me. It was divine. And then I just was like, okay. And it shifted throughout the years. But I started it because I feel like I have a message to share. I am a speaker. (laughs) I love to speak. So you give me a platform to share my message in my voice. I am here for it. I love that. That is so, so one thing I resonate with is the name. Podcasting is the new kink that came to me like overnight and I just stuck with it. I'm like, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. I was thinking of acronyms for pink because mm-hmm. Pink Lady Productions. I was thinking that and I wrote some down, but I was like, I'm not feeling any of them. I'm mm-hmm. asleep on it. And then the next morning, this came to me. So I'm like, I think I dreamt about it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, this is it. This is just it. And this is what we're going to go with. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. Like sometimes stuff does come easy, right? Like when everything's in alignment, it's great. But like, that, don't discount if you're listening and you can't find a name, don't discount like, how important it is for you to start your podcast just because the name didn't come easily to you. Like there's so many people out there who change the podcast name all the time. Like that's okay. So I don't want you to make that an obstacle. Absolutely. You can always change your podcast name. Rebranding is absolutely a thing. Mm-hmm. Companies do it all the time. So absolutely. Like Aaron said, do not let that be the thing that stops you from creating your podcast. No. if it has to be the no name podcast for now then that's just that (laughs) yeah exactly so Erin talk about hiring a podcast producer so you had the idea you need a producer you don't want to do the editing and the like day-to-day podcast stuff Mm -hmm. anymore you hire me and you're teaching me like the um humble beginnings we'll call it humble beginnings very humble So you're teaching me all the things and then you're like, we got to grow from here. Yeah. I want to back up a little bit though. Like the moment, because some of you might be thinking the moment that I knew I needed a podcast producer, I was working a full-time job. I could figure everything out on Google. I'm pretty savvy. 
Like that's just how my that's how I work. Like I could I like systems and structure, but I was doing my work at work and not giving my all to my students. And honestly, I didn't want to edit. Like, yeah, editing is a lot. Not a lot. Like it's a lot if you don't want to do it. Like if you want to put your time somewhere else. So to me, like I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna sit here and edit a podcast, but I could be creating content or I could be with my husband or I could be taking a nap. Like, and I don't want to feel guilty for those things. So I knew that I needed someone else. And I think that Jasmine was the first hire I ever made. Um, and it, and it, I'm so glad that I did. And then, so we got in there in the humble beginnings and, you know, I, I showed her what I knew, but, you know, Jasmine was about figuring it out. And I told her I wanted to. So she was always innovative, coming with better ways to do things. And I love that because as a creative, especially if you're working a full-time job and or running a business, you want to have someone who you can trust and say, listen, I want to make this better. Can you help me? And you don't want someone that personally, I don't want someone that is just a taskmaster that does the task that brings no innovation and no creativity to the role, because that's just going to stifle me and my growth. I always want to be around people who are going to make me think differently and think bigger. So that was the role she took on. And that's not a role that like somebody on Fiverr is going to take on. <laughs> and, you know, like that's, that's the difference. Like when you're hiring somebody to produce your podcast and to really give you help or in any role, it's like, yeah, you can go on Fiverr and get a task person and there's no disservice to them. I've used people on Fiverr, but if you're someone who wants somebody to help you grow and be innovative, that's a different job that costs more because that's their intellectual property that they're using. That's their brain that they're using. So you're paying for that and it's worth it. So I had to get that out. <laughs> No, I love everything you said. One thing, um, we all have our gifts, right? We all have our strengths and our skills and things that we're just better at doing. And I saw where I could fit and take things to the next level. Yeah. And you allowed me to challenge you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, something that's very important in any like aspect of any mm -hmm. relationship, but especially in business you can't have a yes man, right? Like mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people fail because you just got people cheering you on no matter what you do. And don't discount that because you need that person that kind of cheers you on right. no matter what you do, right? But not always. You need mm -hmm. also somebody to challenge you and say, well, maybe this can work in a different way. Maybe there's an easier way to do this. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a better way, right? So I think that was very important. And um I'm grateful for that. Another thing working with you, um, I think you taught me to like, just give myself grace. Like it's not always that serious. I was very hard on myself when I like missed a deadline or like couldn't get something done or whatever it was, or couldn't find out the research on, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. And you're just very like, okay, well, what's the next step? Erin's <laughs> just very like, all right, on to the next. And I think that's, um, a, a great trait to have too. Thank you. But I will say I grew into that. Right. And like, that's me releasing my ego that like, I was a very ego driven person. Like, you know, like most humans ego could be at war, but when I worked with people it was like, do it this way. You have to no. I, like if I want a relationship to work, any relationship to work, we have to give people grace. And when bringing on my team, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't managing you guys and that it was an open dialogue and that 
it reflected my values, which are also being good humans in, in like taking care of ourselves emotionally. So for me, I couldn't like come down on you. I want to empower you to like take care of yourself and give yourself grace, you know, like, and I also love about you. You're very direct and I'm pretty direct too. So it was just like, I just love, yes, no, I can't do that. Yes, I could do that. Yeah, but this, I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, Aaron, that's not going to work for me yet. Yeah, this is, like, I love that because I don't like time wasting. Yes, same. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, you said empowered you. I think that is my word of the day. I was on a call earlier with a client and I was just kind of reassuring um, him of the fact that that is my part of my job as a producer to empower you to make good decisions as a podcaster, right? Like at the end of the day, this is your podcast. Yes, I'm working with you on it to create something amazing, but it's your podcast. So at the end of the day, the decision is going to be yours because it's mm -hmm. all about how you want to serve in your message and getting it out to your audience. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, empower. That. that is the word of the day. I love that. <laughs> Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P I N K. L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D dot com. When you are running a business, working a job, in a, in a relationship, having family, having friends, you don't have capacity to do something to the perfection that it could be. And that's another reason to hire a podcast producer is great because that's Jasmine's role. So her job is to make that perfection. But when you're living your day-to-day -day life, how could you find room to make that perfect? Social media perfect, family perfect, dinner perfect, laundry perfect. Like, there ain't all that space. So anyway, I don't remember the timeline. There became a point we brought on Emily and we brought on Ashley. And, you know, I shifted my business model. So my podcast changed. I went from speaking about dance education, all about pedagogy and how to be a great dance teacher to how to run an online business. This was around the time that, online dance business, COVID shifted too. So it was like a nice opportunity. So we just wanted to up the ante and I didn't know what that looked like, but Jasmine took the initiative to help me figure out what that looked like. So we started getting really clear on the types of people we wanted to interview. That process got crystal clear, remember that? Like it used to be like, whoever wants to come on the podcast, come on the podcast. Then we like had requirements like are they in alignment with our mission and our vision how are they really going to um enhance the dance boss audience or reach the dance boss audience you want to speak to that we, yes we we <laughs> literally i just got excited because we literally had a rubric like we yes. had there was like whatever the things were that they needed to meet like mm -hmm. we would have a rubric for that so like one was they had to be on Instagram. Let's, I'm just giving examples because yeah. I don't really remember, but I think- I think that was one though for cross promotion maybe. I think so. So like one was they had to be on Instagram. Another one was they had to have a podcast. One was 
whatever. So let's see three things. And if they didn't meet those three things, maybe they could still be on the podcast, depending on what their message was. But it had to be very specific to like what our message was. It had to align perfectly. But for the most part, it was like, okay, we have this rubric. And if they don't fit into the rubric, then no, they can't be on the podcast. Thank you for your interest. But no. You don't align with us, so right. And you know what was beautiful about that? Coming from an education background, I know rubrics, right? But Jasmine was working inside of the podcast, like she was making it run. So it was like the idea of the rubric, and she created. Like that's what I'm talking about, organization, right? Like, okay, you can have the idea, but you want somebody that you can trust to execute on the idea because you're not in it and you don't always have time to do it. And then it even got we got really good. Like we would start to get um, pitched a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And we would have to wean through the pitches because we wanted it to be an equal exchange of like time and energy and support because some people will pitch you. And right. We got some people that were just like, um, put our person on here and that's it. Yep. No, exactly. Like it has to be mutual, it has to be mutually beneficial. It mm-hmm. can't just be like, oh, yeah, come on my podcast and I'm going to share you. And, you know, my audience now knows you, but your audience has no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it has to be mutually beneficial. And it was beautiful. It's like nice. Also, like the buffer. First of all, I'm somebody who could have sent that email anyway, like with or without Jasmine, but I know everybody's personality is not like that. Everybody doesn't want to be the person to tell people no. So it's really good to have that person that can do it so that you don't have to worry about rejecting people. What else did we do? We did so much. We had, Apollo was our, main sponsor but we also had that one other sponsor for like a little bit a season a season yeah i can't remember the guy's name he never got back in touch with us i think like mm-hmm. i don't even think you did the interview i don't i don't, I don't know. think something weird let's not say his name what i think yeah. is that he they weren't as organized maybe oh. they didn't like us maybe they didn't like us that's that's a possibility right but like, I feel like things like that falling through the cracks sometimes means lack of organization because you, even if you're not interested in someone, I don't know, our philosophy was like, we're going to like follow up and be courteous. But I think when people don't get back to people, it's a lack of understanding how to manage their time and they're not organized. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we did giveaways. Um, it was just beautiful at, by the, by the midpoint, I guess, of the podcast, it was a, like, we were chilling, like, yeah, Jasmine was doing her work and I was doing my work, but it was like a machine, like the process that Jasmine set up for how I give, how I deliver my, um, how I actually import my files and then the step-by-step process for everything. And then we would repurpose content. Like there was a season of figuring it out, but then there was a season of like, this is a well-oiled machine. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Once we got all our SOPs done and we got everything really organized, it really was like, we mm-hmm. all know what we're doing. We have our tasks, we have our deadlines, and we're just making it work. And mm-hmm. it was, it actually worked very beautifully. I, I agree. And as a podcaster, like one thing I could say that felt really good, like in the beginning of my podcasting journey, it was a lot like, okay, I have to do the social media graphics. I have to do the show notes. I have to upload it. Maybe if I did to the website, which I don't even think I did. And then I have to record the content. Right. And then all of that stuff. Let me tell you, by the time, like, I was just like, Dad, here's the episode. 
it got to the point where I was like, Jasmine, this is what we're like, this is the promotional calendar. Can you just input where you think the episode should go? Like, she got that good. Like, yeah, good. <laughs> moving stuff with a podcast. Yeah, people don't realize how many different parts there are to podcasting. And yeah, there are a lot of different moving parts. And that is one of the great things about having a podcast producer. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to worry about none of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Erin, like, like you said, your job was to get me the content. Mm-hmm. Pretty That's much. It. Right? <laughs> but I think this is a bigger question. Like, I know as creatives, and we like always worry about money. I think there's that money mindset with creatives, but I have learned on my journey and I will say I come to the table with an amount of privilege, right? I'm going to say that first and foremost, because I think that's important, but I read a book. We should all be millionaires. Jasmine, I feel like you would like it. It's um, Rachel Rogers. We should all be millionaires. And she she talked about this idea of like hiring somebody to help you in areas of your life to free up your time so that you could do the thing you want to do. And I know sometimes we feel guilty about that, but like, for example, I'm starting up my social media again and I don't want to do it. I don't, I want to create the content, but I'm going to bring Ashley on to, to worry about the post, right? I am doing what I need to do to bring in money so I could cover that so that I don't have to worry about that. So I'm not saying like spend all your money and be broke, but I'm saying start to think about how you can buy back time because when you're doing everything, it cuts us off from our creativity. Yeah, I think you said it before. When you're doing all the things, right, you can't, all the things can't be perfect. You're doing all the things to the capacity to which you can do them. So when you do outsource, when you can, right, because I am an advocate for starting your podcast for free, (laughs) like, you know, I am totally an advocate for, using what you have and only buying what you need. I am totally budget savvy, right? Like I get it. I'm an entrepreneur, so I understand. Um, But I think it is very important to outsource those things so that you can grow, so that you can really focus on those parts that you are focused on, your strengths, right? Those things that you're good at, because that's, I think, the only way that you do grow. Mm -hmm. You can't, you're not going to grow if you're, you know, you got your hands in everything. So I know. And that's an artist thing, right? I went through it, like hands in everything, got to do everything, be everything. It's hard. There's an easier, softer way. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So the Dance Boss podcast, we had over almost 200 episodes Uh and maybe what, four years and I wish we could drop the downloads, but I don't remember what they were. I don't remember. I don't either. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, talk about that. Yeah, it's okay. So I grew a team of um, contractors. So I had Jasmine, I had an operations director, Emily, and I had a, a virtual assistant, personal assistant, Ashley. And I had a group coaching program teaching dancers how to bring their businesses online and um, the podcast and social media presence. And it was going really well. And then there was a season of sales getting harder. And I'm not someone to quit. If it's like what I know I should be doing or what I feel called to do, I'll keep going. I know I'm a believer that you could solve a problem, like problems are solvable. I didn't want to solve it anymore. 
I didn't want to serve that community. And you know, what's weird. Like you asked me this question, that Facebook live I did that you tuned into many, many years ago is the message I talk about now. I always, I can get caught up in thinking that I have to do something differently or bigger. And I'm having a really full circle moment. At the core of it, I want to help people navigate fear and strength and resilience, living more creative and curious lives, getting out of their own way. So that is why I closed the Dance Boss podcast. I kind of did a cleansing. I shut down my Instagram that was related to Dance Boss, uh, any social media, the website. I kind of wanted to shed that skin. And I'm not saying that everybody has to do it. I've I've had, even when I changed the, the podcast from helping dancers to uh, in classes, to coaching them in business, I kept the same social media, but I felt like that was kind of a shedding of that season of myself. So now what I do is I'm a motivational speaker to um, youth, helping them navigate fear and strength and resilience. And I'm an empowerment coach for women. I help them design their life that they're craving when they feel like they're missing something. And for some, that might mean finding a new job, leaving their job, starting a business. For some, that might be connecting to their art or reading a book. There's no like definitive answer on what that looks like, but I help with the coaching of that and the 90-day stretch strategic plan for that. And I feel good here. I feel really good. That is amazing. You look good. I can tell like your energy is just like, it's so grounded. Grounding. That's the word I was trying to find earlier. Grounded. Exactly. That is the word. That's that's what I feel from you and it feels good. So I, I'm I'm very glad that you're saying that because it, I feel like that, that was always your message. Even with Dance Boss Podcast, mm-hmm. that was always your message. So I'm glad that you know, you're getting back to that or having the full circle moment, as you said. Um, And I'm glad I could help you remember that too. Yes, that was a gift. I'm so happy. Yeah. We are definitely going to share all that information in the show notes. I'm going to share Emily's information, Ashley's info, your info. We're going to share all of that in the show notes. It'll be there. So don't worry. I love that. Erin. Yes. How can everybody get in touch with you now? What is all your info, social media and all that stuff? Well, on Instagram, I'm going to tell you, I'm active on my stories. I'm actually going to start showing up again again in May. But my Instagram is Aaron P. Speaks. My TikTok, I get a little raw. Like you're going to get PG on Instagram because that's where I send my the youth that I speak to. But on TikTok, I like get raw. That one is Erin Pompa, E-R-I-N-P-O-M-P-A. And then my website is erinpompa.com. I love it. And yes, Erin, I know you're Erin Pompa because I was at your wedding. I saw you get married. So I don't know why. Jasmine is my baby. She was at my wedding. But no, I'm Erin. Mark, Mark even wants to call me EP because I think Mark <laughs> has a problem embracing the Pompa. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's Erin Pride. That was just, that was the brand for so long. Like when I was, when I was your student, that was still the brand, like Erin Pride, when you were Miss Pride. And Mm. then I think calling you Erin, that took me a while. Like even when I, when I first started working for you, it was Miss Pride for a while. When you started working with me. With you. Yes. It was Miss Pride for a while. And then I'm just like, no, the more comfortable I got, I'm like, okay, I can, Erin. Okay, Erin, it feels good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I love that. Erin, thank you so much, Erin Pompa, 
for coming mm-hmm. and talking to me today. This has been an amazing conversation, very eye-opening. Just thank you so much. I think you're amazing. You know how much you mean to me. I freaking love mm-hmm. you. And I'm so happy you you are a speaker. So I'm I'm just happy that this is what you're getting back into. And I can't wait to see you speak. I, that's got to be the next thing. I got to yes. hear you speak now. I will tell you. I didn't that. Yeah, I yes. will tell you when I'm speaking locally. I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you. And I'm so glad that you are in my life. This is a, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams. I had no idea that going in there and teaching would lead me to people that last in my life like you. So thank you. Y'all need to hire Jasmine and stop playing. Like you over here playing with your podcast. Period. Get it together. Hey y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at PinkLadyProd. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D. Or you can email me at Jasmine at PinkLadyProd.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new kink for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.